Hey, welcome to Sunday Morning with Greer Church Without Walls. My name is Jonathan Wagner, and I will be sharing today, along with anybody who happens to be here with us, uh, feel free to uh, listen after the end of the service. I'm going to tell a brief story of how the uh, Greer Church Without Walls started and, uh, you know, where we are today and, and why we, we do this. So uh, here, moving on, um, just uh, let you know we have uh, Anchor Podcast is the, the tool that I use, and, and Anchor is free. Uh, they'll find you, uh, you know, sponsors. If, if there's anybody that matches sponsoring, um, they offer tools and a tool set that are fantastic for... Uh, uh, you know, recording your podcast, uh, or you can upload from a you know a, a you know, better tools. Uh, oftentimes, I just use my phone, which the quality isn't as best as as good as it could be, but the uh, but the ease is very simple and straightforward. So check out Anchor.fm if you uh, think you want to start a podcast, and uh, well, you know, have a great day. Jesus, we thank you and praise you and bless you. We lift up your holy name. You're worthy of praise, of glory, of honor. Lord, thank you for all that you're doing, all that you're going to do. I pray you help us to hear what you have for us today and and whoever else this is for, that it would go out to them at the right time in the right situation. Lord, we praise you and bless you. Amen. Amen. Um, A couple different pieces of this kind of go together and it it goes together but it might well it'd be typical seem like it's kind of disparate and then hopefully come together (laughs) we'll see um first of all god in a few places in the old testament and in the new testament mainly in the old testament basically tells us you don't know anything, so sit down, be quiet, and pay attention. <laughs> Talks about in Leviticus. There's a place in Leviticus where he says, you don't understand my ways. You don't understand how the bone grows in the mother's womb, and you don't understand my plans. In another place, he talks about my plans are you know, higher than, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. My plans are higher than your plans. And in another place, he's like, you know, well, in Exodus, he just flat out told the children of Israel, be still and know that I am God. Um, and, you know, in, in Jeremiah, he talks about, I know the plans I have for you, plans to hurt you, not harm you, or to help you, not harm you, um, prosper you, etc. Um, so let's take that into consideration and think about the story in I guess it's Genesis where he talks about Moses at the end, you know. Um, when Moses was, you know, he had he had been raised by Pharaoh and he ran away from Egypt and he was a shepherd for 40 years and married and had kids. And, you know, so he was probably in his 20s or 30s when he ran away. So he's 60. Or actually, I think he was 40 when he ran away from it, Egypt is what it says. So he'd already lived most of his life. He was 40. 
Well, then, by the time, you know, then he lived another 40 years, got married, he was a shepherd. Well, they did live longer back then. Yeah. And so, he was 80 years old, he's out with his flock, and he sees the burning bush. And he's like, uh, what's that? I w- Say what you may about Bill Cosby, he had a skit about the burning bush that was hilarious. <laughs> but, oh, it was about Noah. I don't know if he did the burning bush. But also, there's a song that they used to, that uh, Scott Depot Choir used to, the youth choir used to sing. It was like about Moses and the burning bush. And what's that in your hand, Moses? Uh, it's just a stick. <laughs> Throw it down, Moses. But, you know, the point is, he came up to the burning bush. And, and you know, he was like, what is this? And then, you know, he heard, you know, you're on holy ground, take off your shoes. So he did. Um, and then, you know, God started talking to him and was calling him to do something spectacular that he had taken 80 years to prepare him for. And to be real honest, what God was calling, now this is, this is just a, a little side train. This doesn't have anything to do with the main thing. What God was calling Moses to do shouldn't have taken more than about six months. Maybe a year. He could have gone and got his stuff, gone back to Egypt in two or three months, gathered up all the people, got, you know, even with the plagues, that was just a couple weeks. And then it shouldn't have taken more than about three to four, maybe five months for them to cross the the wilderness <laughs> except for they were you know they wouldn't let go and uh, of their own ideas and thoughts and thinking that they knew what God, God wanted and thinking that God was crazy and there's no way that what Moses said that God was saying was right cuz we can't fight those giants and you know we have to have food what would you do bring us out here to starve to death and you know all that stuff so that said that that's a whole other side, but you know. So, when God's talking to Moses, he said, "You know, what is that in your hand?" And it was his staff that he used to. Well, he was eighty. I imagine he used it to walk some, mm-hmm. <laughs> although he was probably in pretty good shape. And he used it to, you know, whack the sheep and beat off the predators that tried to come up and all that stuff, <laughs> and. uh But you know, to Moses, it was just a staff. I mean, it was just—it wasn't like it was anything special. It was just a stick. And God said, "Throw it down." And he did, and it turned into some big, horrendous, horrifying snake. <laughs> it's like, and Moses is like, "That's snake, <laughs> bad snake, bad. Stay away from snake." You know, and uh, God said, now pick it up. <laughs> and he's like, say what? <laughs> he said, you're looking at a bush that's burning without being consumed. You're hearing a voice that you understand to be God. Pick up the snake. <laughs> so he's like, all right. So he reached down and picked it up and it turned back into a stick. And there's a lesson there. Um, 
that really is true. It has a lot to... God used that stick for lots of things throughout the next 40 years. Mm-hmm. But the the lesson is... And I heard somebody say this, and it's true. When God asks us what's in our hand, it's not for his benefit. He he already knows what's in your hand. He just wants you to realize it. Because <laughs> it's like, what's that in your hand? Nothing. <laughs> what's in your hand? Oh, a stick. <laughs> you know, we're We're kind of dense that way sometimes. And so... When we are holding on to something, it's just a stick at that point, or whatever it is. But when we put it down in giving it to God, it turns into something alive. It turns into something that's powerful, something that, I mean, at a later point in time, you know, when Pharaoh is like, prove it, and Moses was like, all right, and he laid the stick down and it turned back into the snake again. And the uh, the the wise men and Pharaoh were like, we can do that. And they laid down their sticks and they turned into snakes. But what they couldn't do was uh, what happened next. Moses' snake ate them. Yeah. <laughs> Moses' stick ate their sticks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then he picked it up and it was a stick again. And they're like, okay, we can't do that. (laughs) But the point is, when we hold on to something that, you know, Moses probably cut that stick. He's like, oh, that's a good walking stick. I'm going to cut that off. I'll use that. You know, it was just something in his life. Something that he, you know, maybe he whittled on it for, you know, 30 or 40 years. Maybe he had a little notch on it for every sheep that he'd birthed or, you know, everyone that had been, I, I don't know, whatever. You know, however, he kept track of how many sheep he had that were all the different colors. I don't know. But whatever it was, that was Moses' stick and he didn't even think that much about it. It was just, it was a walking stick. But God used it when it wasn't in Moses' control. Sometimes we do things. God will help us to know. We'll pick something up. We'll take something. We'll use something. Whatever. And we have it in our hand. And God's like, I want to use that now. And as long as we put it down before God, it can be utilized for incredible things. It can be used for, you know, awe-inspiring things. Things that are, you know, pretty cool. Or horrifying depending on how you look at it um but if we try to take it back into our own hand then it's just a stick so you know if we consider that god will he wants to do all sorts of things with us he wants to work through our lives He wants to work through what we do to be able to reach people. But if we try to maintain control at all of that thing, whatever it is, then it's just going to be that thing. 
the power of God can't flow through it. Whether it's a big thing or a little thing. You know. Um, and it's the same, like, we're the instrument. We're God's instrument. Right. But if, if he's not flowing through us, as we're doing things, you know. Right. We're not his instrument. We're... We're just our self, instrument of ourselves or whatever. What? Playing our own tune. Playing our own tune. Yeah. Yeah. So we have to remember that God wants to utilize us. He wants to utilize that that we have. And it might be something that we built or we made or that we had, you know, control of. But he wants to utilize it. Now, it's not to say that we, we have to stop being responsible for something, you know, whatever the situation is. Mm -hmm. But we have to understand that when we have our hands on it, the power of God's not going to flow through it the same way. Mm -hmm. Now, to be fair, Aaron's rod, you know, the the rod of Aaron that Moses picked out because Aaron, you know, put it in the thing and it bloomed and God use that they, they held it out over the water it turned into blood they did this you know he held it up over the the dead sea and it split or not dead sea the red sea and it split you know so god can use it i'm not saying he can't use it they but i'm saying that his but I mean, Aaron was right God's but in general when if we go to pick something up that even if it was ours in the first place, if we've given it to God and we try to take it back, then we can't expect God to still be working through it the same right. way. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking that too. Yeah. So we just have to remember that. Because it's real easy sometimes to go, well, it's, it's never easy. It's, it's always hard to say, okay, God, here you go. Mm-hmm. Just to give it up. Because we always want to take it back. Um, a good example that I, I, you know, heard of, you know, a long time, a lot of times we hear, you know, take, put it on the altar, just, just put that on the altar, whatever it is. Well, you know, we think of altars from the, the Church of God, Methodist, Baptist Church of the altars, uh, prayer bench up at the front. Oh, just put it on the altar. Well, okay, so you put something on the altar and then later you're walking by going, oh, that's mine. And you pick it back up. Now, the altar that God was talking about, or the altar that you know we should be thinking about, is a, a burning fire altar. And yeah. if you put something in that altar, you don't want to reach in and take it back. Because you're going to get burned. <laughs> and so you put it in there, and it's like, burns, and you're like, whoa, that burned. <laughs> But it, you know, it rises up to God as an offering, and you're like, okay, I'm not gonna, yeah, I, I'm not gonna try to take that back, because it's too hot. I can't reach my hand in there to get that, even if I was a welder. <laughs> so, but we have to think about that. Sometimes God doesn't want it. Now, on the other hand, when God says pick it up, then you can pick it back up. Even though it's a snake, and it's a scary snake, and it's like 
looks like one of those snakes that kill you if you look at it cross-eyed. Because it could. And it probably would. So, you know, you don't want to... But God says, pick it up, pick it up. Because mm-hmm. then it's not you doing it. Mm-hmm. It's the obedience to God. And so, it's, it's about timing, too. Yeah. It's like about God's timing. Because he says, I know the plans I have for you. Right. And yeah, it's not our plans. And he doesn't <laughs> mean to pick timing. it up six months later. I mean, to pick it up now. Right, right now. Because it's yeah. about his plan and how mm-hmm. things are going. And well, and, yeah, and I've said it before. Before we started here, a little over 10 years ago now, 11, almost 11 years ago, 10 mm-hmm. and a half, something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 11 years ago now. I knew God wanted us to come to Greer and to just start a church, but we kept trying different things, looking at things, trying to figure out what to do. And finally, God just said in my heart, I didn't hear an audible voice, um, are you going to do what I said or not? And I was like, um, I'm going to do what you said. <laughs> hello, church, hello. <laughs> so, and you know, and, it, and then God helped us to realize that it's not about how many people are in the room. And, and really, and, and Danny um, Knight had a vision, I guess it was a vision, um, he said, I saw that when you weren't looking at the people that were hearing your voice, it reached out to more and more people. But when you tried to, when you were looking at them, it didn't reach out as far. When you were, when you were focusing on the people, it yeah. didn't reach who God wanted right. to reach. But when you were, weren't. They were here, they came when Danny we first started, Danny and Wendy. And um, they uh, and and that's when we I not too long after that I realized you know I'm just gonna put this on the internet mm-hmm. I'm just gonna stream it mm-hmm. put it out there whatever goes on the internet's there forever so we'll put it out there. Yeah, right. <laughs> it probably was ten years ago because when we yeah. moved here and you didn't start doing that right away. Here at the house, yeah, here. pretty close. No, you didn't. Start having church right away. Well, we were, we were doing it up Line Street. Mm-hmm. But we we there was a little pause. For there a was a pause for a couple months. It was it wasn't it wasn't a whole year though. I don't know if you started putting it on the internet right away though. Mm. It might have been. I can find out. But the uh, but the thing is, it was just you know. And I don't even look at it. I, every once in a while I go back and look and I'm surprised at how many people have hear, heard or seen or whatever. And, uh, if one person. But, you know, and that's what I came to realize, that if one person hears what they need to hear and does it. at the right time, mm-hmm. whether, you know, for encouragement, for salvation, for just, you know, instruction for whatever that's worth um you know if they hear it and they do it hear what they need to hear at the right time then that's the the thing that's that's crucial and so it's worth it and 
you know, by God's grace, every time I've, almost every time I've questioned, okay, God, am I still doing what's right? Am I still doing what you want me to do? Something will happen. Somebody will contact me. Somebody will reach out that I haven't heard of, heard from for a while, and and it's like, okay, all right, I get the message, because mm-hmm. you know, it's it's not about the people. It's just it is about the people. It's not about seeing people in the room or whatever. So, uh, you know, it's nice to have. It's nice to have people in the room, but it's not nec- absolutely the requirement, I guess is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not God's... getting the instant response. Like when you're in a room full of people, you get responses that, True. that encourage you. Yeah, can encourage but you or you discourage you. But you normally <laughs> you don't get that with what you're doing. You don't always get that right away. So sometimes right, that's sure true. That's true. What's, what's the scripture that says if, if three, three or more are in a room together? Then there I am in the midst of you. So the bare minimum is three? <laughs> well, it actually says two or more. <laughs> two or more. Yeah. Two or more. So. So. Bare minimum. We got it covered. There I am. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> so, anyway. So, that's that. So just think about it. When God asks you what's in, in your hand, real remember that it's not for his benefit. He already knows what's in your hand. Um, he's just trying to point out to you what's in your hand. Yeah, right. And because uh, sometimes we we forget, we walk around with you know something in our hand is like do 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 do. Just so used to dealing with it, so used yeah. to holding on to it. Culture. <laughs> and and then God just saying, okay, what's in your hand, and you're like nothing. Uh, my phone. <laughs> my phone. <laughs> Take that stick and hit. Oh no! <laughs> hit the rock and made the water come out. Huh, yeah, you did do that one time. To you kids, what are you doing? Nothing. Well, what are you doing it with? And an answer would come out that they didn't mean. Especially I never did that, but yeah, Michael did it. But you know. <laughs> Michael did that. I never did that. Well, he did. So I'm, doing it with, I knew what you were doing most of the time. You're in your room. A chainsaw. <laughs> chainsaw. <laughs> anyway, all right. Before this degenerates further, <laughs> Lord, we thank you and praise you and bless you. I pray you help us to remember that you ask us what's in our hands because so, there's something that you want to do and something that you want to use, and you're just trying to get us to realize it. So help us to hear you, to listen to you, to be um, aware of you and of what you're asking for us to do or not do, and and to help us to have the, the courage to, to obey what you're telling us to do. Um, I thank you and praise you and bless you. Amen. Real fast, before I, before I, I, I just realized... In praying there, and I didn't want to preach praise, so I, I was just, um, it's very easy, very easy, and I this happened to me so much growing up, and even until the last ten years. Um, very easy for God to tell us what He wants us to do, and we chicken out. Because we don't have confidence that we can hear what he's telling us. Mm-hmm. 
So this is for whoever it is, whether it's here or listening. When God, you feel that God is showing you something to do. Yes, be prayerful about it. God will not condemn you for asking him. God, is, is this really what you're saying? But when you feel confident about it, trust yourself to step out on it. Because I'll tell you, even if you mess it up utterly, mm-hmm. he will count it as righteousness right. that you tried. Exactly. Whereas if you don't do anything because you're afraid you're going to mess it up, then you don't do anything. You're in disobedience. And then you're disobedient. But but you're not doing anything. And what God wants to accomplish can't be accomplished through you. Right. So whoever this is for, it's important. Don't be afraid to try to obey what you believe God is telling you to do. Mm-hmm. Now, like I said, it doesn't. he's not going to hold it against you if you pray and say, God, are you sure? I mean, look at Gideon. Gideon tested him three different ways and seven different ways from Sunday because the angel of the Lord came and said, Behold, brave and valiant man. And he was like down in a hole yeah. hiding. <laughs> he's like, you got the wrong guy. But, but you know, God isn't going to get upset if you ask him, God, am I really hearing what, you, is this really what you want me to do? But don't be afraid to do it once you have, once you've done that, if you still feel the same way. Don't, don't be, don't feel like other people are going to say, no, you didn't do it right. If, if they do say, well, tell God, you know. But trust God. And if you don't, if you mess up, totally, absolutely get it completely backwards, he will still be able to work through that because you were attempting to obey. Mm -hmm. So remember that. Yep, that's good. All right, Jesus, thank you. Amen. Thank you for listening to Sunday Morning Podcast from Church Without Walls of Greer, South Carolina. If you have any questions or you need more information, please feel free to reach out to jonathan.wagner at intheupstate.net. If you'd like to subscribe, please do so on whatever channel you found this podcast. And reach out to me or anyone if you have questions about Christianity. Christianity.